I am on the manifestation slash tarot card slash zodiac sign side of TikTok. It's your host, Taylor. Welcome to the season finale of Resilience Required. I know that this is being released on Tuesday. I decided to push the release date just because I got my my weeks mixed up, just as pretty much everyone does during this insane time we're living in, and forgot that this weekend was Labor Day weekend. So yeah, I decided to push this and I'm releasing it on Tuesday morning instead when all of you guys are back in the grind to hype you up for this week. And even though this is being released on Tuesday, I still just want to say my intro one last time because I will be changing it up. So here you guys go. The last time you will be hearing it on season two, season one slash season two. Cure your Sunday scaries with a new episode and a mimosa, but hold the OJ. Get ready for a quarantine brunch with me and special guests as we chat about all things fashion, career building, and adulting. That felt so good to say. I honestly haven't said it in so long because I haven't recorded an episode in so long, and I know I should have, but you guys know how it goes with quarantine and then, you know, either you're going back to school or you guys are moving back to the city or still living with your parents. Like, it's just so insane. And I am like officially, officially back in the city now. So I finally feel like my routine is kind of back to normal. Well, it's not going to be back to normal ever because I'm not waking up and leaving my apartment and going to work. Um, but I feel like now I can kind of make a new normal for myself. So yeah, that's why I'm finally sitting down here and recording this for you. So basically I'm going to go through all the episodes and give you Tay's top takeaways. That's what I'm calling it because you, if you know me, you know that I am obsessed with alliteration. So we got the three T's there for you. And so, yeah. As always, before we get into today's episode, make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. And if you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star written review. And make sure you check out at girlgazepod on Instagram. Today's episode is brought to you by my girl Liv Schreiber, who specializes in one-on-one coaching calls with college-aged and post-grad girls who are looking for some guidance when it comes to career life, social media, self-confidence, and so much more. The ultimate goal of these calls is to help you become the best version of yourself. So head to her Instagram, at Liv Schreiber, L-I-V-S-C-H-R-E-I-B-E-R, or her website, which is just her name, .net, for more information, and make sure you use the code GIRLGAZE when you reach out. Before we get started, you guys already know, Gaze of the Week, which is just a realization that I've been thinking about recently. And honestly, just going off of my intro, I feel like it's super important to implement some sort of routine into your days so that there is some sort of structure. So like, let's compare it to, let's compare my routine really fast to pre-quarantine. I'd wake up around eight, um, get ready, shower, skincare routine, makeup, leave, walk to the subway, and go into the office, answer emails, check fashion items into the fashion closet, XYZ, XYZ. So that was kind of my morning routine, grabbed a coffee from the cafeteria. And that that had a lot of structure, you know, after work, 
around, I don't know, on a good day, 6.30 p.m., I'd probably leave the office, hop on the subway, go grab drinks with someone in the industry or just to catch up with a friend. And then I'd get back around like 10.30 at night and get ready for bed and take my makeup off and do my skincare routine again and then go to bed. Um, Yeah, and I feel like that was just a lot of time outside of my apartment and now there's not necessarily a reason to leave unless you make one, right? So I'm gonna try, I mean, it's so freaking nice out and it sounds so annoying to be like, oh, I'm gonna go on a walk. I feel like going on a walk was like the most popular pastime during quarantine, but like you gotta move your body because when you think about it pre-quarantine, like I was walking everywhere. I was hopping on the subway, I was walking to restaurants and stuff. And now when you're all cooped up in your home apartment, wherever you are, it, it can make you a bit antsy and so yeah i guess that's my gaze i know that was kind of a long one but i am also trying to work out every morning or at least every afternoon um i'm really really loving melissa with health nowadays and i really just need to start going on more walks slash runs i live really close to central park and it's freaking beautiful out i have my dog here for the week (laughs) if you already follow me on instagram you've already seen her take over my instagram stories And so, yeah, she's been dragging me out of my apartment a lot more than I would normally because I have to walk her so she doesn't like pee on my bed or or on the floor. So, yeah, I today was like the longest or the most amount of times I actually left my apartment in a single day, I'm pretty sure. And so, yeah, that's my gaze is to try to implement some sort of structure into your day to day routine, whether that's like listening to a podcast every day at a certain time or working out or going to eat lunch outside, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. I can definitely actually I think this is a great gaze to talk about more on IG stories on girl gaze. So get ready for that. I, I will give some ideas for different routines or different activities to make your daily routine seem not boring as hell. All right, so let's jump into this. I have a lot of takeaways because all of these episodes were extremely inspiring and all of these guests were just freaking amazing. I'd have to say from the first episode, I had three female entrepreneurs on the pod for a panel and one of the similarities that really stuck out to me between them, but also like almost every single female entrepreneur that I had on, I asked them a question of how have you pivoted your business strategy during COVID times? And this was back when quarantine was really, really strict. Like we were absolutely not even allowed to leave our homes at all. So it it was just really interesting to me. I'm not going to go in and say what everyone did, but just the fact that everyone was really open to pivoting their strategies was really inspiring because it shows that everyone is open-minded and everyone who I interviewed can admit that, you know, their strategy was not perfect and that it's ever-changing. And I think that that's applicable to now because the job market is scarce and it's hard it's hard to land a job right now like i'm not gonna lie to you so i just think maybe to apply this to job searching and whatnot pivot be open-minded about where you see yourself landing and really use this as an opportunity to network 
Amanda Zuckerman in episode nine said that although we are separated and stuck at home and whatever, that shouldn't deter us from still communicating with fellow founders or networking at all. Like just because it's happened, our routine should still continue. And I know it might be a little weird, but like virtual coffee dates are a thing. Like virtual drinks are a thing or just phone calls. Like now everyone's at home, everyone has so much more time, more time to dedicate to other things. And I mean, even um, episode three, I had Madison Newton-Dahl, my mentor, friend and boss and Chrissy Rutherford, who was a former editor at Harper's Bazaar and is now going on. I mean, even that's a perfect example of someone who's pivoted. Chrissy no longer works at Harper's Bazaar, right? She left to kind of go on and do her own freelance thing. And then the whole BLM movement happened and she saw a gap in the mar- in the market, pivoted her idea for a job, and now her she's teamed up with Danielle Prescott, who's another former fashion editor, and now they're guiding different brands through ha- how to become more diverse and inclusive in an authentic way, because there's definitely a need for that now, as we all saw, all these brands got called out, rightfully so, And yeah, I mean, look at that. They pivoted, you can pivot too. I wholeheartedly believe in you, honestly. And if you guys have questions, just DM me. Like I always answer. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing a Q and A on the IG. So definitely send me any of your questions that you have about pivoting, if you're scared, um, or just about reaching out to people. Also tune in to episode three if you're not sure about what to say in an email to people to network. Um, the Even the IGTV that I had posted for episode three literally says, probably like three minutes in, the exact email that you should write. And honestly, I'm probably gonna do a reels on that so you guys can screenshot that and become networking queens because I know that you guys have it in you. Okay, so that's a little mix of everything, but on to episode two, I had three girl bosses, well, also female founders, but small business female founders. And two of them started clothing lines and one of them started a, I feel like it's like resin art um, company with little tchotchkes and keychains and all that good stuff that she hand makes. And one thing that really stuck out to me is that Sam Fair, who's on episode or season one as well, she said that you will fuck up and that's okay. All of them honestly didn't even view any of their failures as a real failure because it honestly just is a learning experience. And if you view your failure as a failure and it discourages you, um, that's not the way to go because then it'll stop you from continuing. Just view it as a major learning lesson and then don't repeat it. I even remember when I used to play competitive tennis back in the day in high school, my coach would always say, you know, if someone corrects you, that's fine. That That's great, you want to improve, always. But if someone corrects you twice, that's when you know you're not listening. And really, you just have to listen and pay attention to yourself and everything that's going on. Even, I've, I've had major learnings as well, as I've done the podcast and everything. Even, even in my job, right? Like, now I'm in a new job, which will be episode one of season three. I'll catch you guys up on my entire life. But essentially, really quick, right now I am now a senior strategist and writer at a creative agency where I pretty much 
create social media strategies and write copy for like newsletters or captions or just graphic design assets and also like help with the creative direction of graphic design. And yeah, I mean, it's been definitely a learning experience with just communicating with people. So that's episode two. Episode three, I already mentioned just like the job market sucks right now, but you'll still land on your feet, okay? Like you got this. I know you, if you're listening to this and you just graduated or maybe you're a senior and you're a little nervous, like it's all right. Don't, seriously, you will land on your feet. It may take a little while, but that's okay. I also want to mention personal assistant jobs or virtual assistant, so PA or VA, pay attention to those. I mean, right when I graduated from college, remember I was an influencer assistant and that work can all be done remotely. So if you follow any influencers that you really love, reach out to them, literally DM them, email them, like ask for work Um, or pretty much anyone. Like if you want to be a styling assistant or if you want to be an editorial assistant, basically anything, those are pretty much jobs that I would say are really good backup to look for right now. Also make sure to check out ed2010ed2010.com because they usually have job listings and obviously you guys know LinkedIn. Um, Sign to people's LinkedIn DMs, sign to people's DMs, Instagram DMs and cold call email people. Like you, you might have to send 50 emails, but I promise you one person will answer. I freaking freaking promise you. Okay. So relax, untense your shoulders, take a deep breath in with me. Take a deep breath out. You got this. Okay. And if you don't think you got this, even after I'm telling you, write it down. Okay. Daily affirmations have become I mean, honestly, not daily. I don't want to lie to you guys because I'm always so real on here. But you already know that I bought the everyday or five minute journal. And although I don't use it every day, I've my stance on daily affirmations or just written affirmations has totally changed. And I really believe that if you were to write something down and it makes you feel uncomfortable, you need to continue writing it down and continue telling it to yourself out loud, but until you believe it. So believe in yourself because I believe in you. So you should believe in you because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the belief in yourself. And so, oh, episode four. Okay, I love this one. It's my friend, Olivia Rudensky. She works for Miley Cyrus and helps with social media along with other people um, or other like really amazing musicians. And she got her career started literally at 16 years old. So that's fucking insane. And she basically got her job because she started a Twitter fan account for Miley Cyrus. No big deal. Make sure to listen to that episode or even just the IGTV if you want to hear about her career journey. It is so insane, honestly. And basically, this this takeaway is that career paths are nonlinear. Okay, even look at me. I graduated as a magazine journalism major. I legit started a magazine at school, in college, graduated, worked for, okay, I guess that, worked for an influencer, so that's not really what I thought I was gonna do, like right out of college. And then I ended up becoming a fashion assistant at a magazine slash newspaper slash media outlet. And that's what I, I was like, you know what? All right, my linear career path is starting, like let's fucking go. And, I started to have to create this path in my mind, like, okay, so I'm a fashion assistant now, and then what's gonna come next is I can go two ways, I can go 
a fashion market editor or on the way to being a fashion director or stylist. Like there were so many different routes that I could have taken, but I, my mind was so narrow thinking, oh, I'm going to stay at a magazine. I'll probably work at Harper's Bazaar after this, work at Vogue or work at Vanity, something like that. Still in the fashion department. And I, I never thought that I would stray from that at all because that's exactly what I studied and what I thought I knew the best. And then COVID hit and I feel like I had a reawakening. And again, I will get into this in season three, uh, episode one, but essentially I made a huge career pivot that I'm, I don't even want to become a fashion editor anymore, honestly, which is so insane because if you were to have asked me one year ago today, literally one year ago, a few days ago, September 4th was my very first day of work at the New York Post. And that was a fucking insane whirlwind of a day. Oh my God, it was the start of fashion week. And I'm gonna have a whole episode on like everything that I learned from working at the New York Post in season three too. But I would have never, never told you that I would never work in a magazine again, okay? And listen, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying never say never, but I don't foresee myself going back into the magazine industry ever again. Um, yeah. And, and people sometimes ask me questions like, how could you leave? Or like, how can you not work in fashion anymore? And the reality of it is my job now kind of combines everything that I love to do. And when you work at a startup or a smaller company, the opportunities are maximized. It may take you years to lead something, to lead one project when you're working at a magazine or at like a well-established company. And now I just, I feel like this kind of fell on my lap and well, not fell on my lap because you guys already know how I met Madison and everything, like slid into her DMs and worked my freaking ass off to like connect with her and maintain my, that relationship with her. And it, it was a genuine like relationship that grew, but it was just kind of crazy and it was a really hard decision for me to pivot my career, but it's funny because I was like, oh, but this is not like the linear career path and everything. And for me to say that to myself, I'm like, wait, Taylor, like, come on. You literally interview so many freaking people about their career paths and you know firsthand, okay, you've written about this and you've interviewed people and you've freaking listened back and edited all these podcasts about people who have nonlinear career paths. So why are you so scared? And the answer was, I don't know. I mean, it's the unknown, I guess, is why I was scared, but I took a leap of faith and now I'm really, really happy. And yeah, so takeaway from episode four, Olivia's story is no linear career path exists, which also brings me back to another takeaway that was previously said about jobs and you know not really knowing what your first job out of college may be or even your second or whatever next job or internship you may get. Okay, it may not be your dream like end all be all, but honestly, you don't even know what your dream end all be all job will be because I thought I did and I clearly didn't because it changed over time. So, all right, that's episode four. I have my notes here, but why don't I have episode five? Oh, episode five is right there. Oh yes, um, I, ha- I connected a bunch of influencers, Caroline Fazana, Paige Arminta, and Margot Lee. I hope I said all their last names correctly. And we really talked about how to stay inspired and also got into why they all really like being influencers and also just major lessons that they've learned. And one thing across the board I will say is when they go on influencer trips or meet up with people in the industry, 
their main piece of advice was to always be nice to everyone because your reputation is everything. It's so crazy because the city seems so large or even just when you say, oh, the fashion industry, oh, the editorial industry or like whatever industry you want to go into. It seems so large, but in reality, every single industry is actually really small and everyone knows everyone. So your reputation really, really means a lot, especially when people pivot from one magazine to another magazine or one place to another company. Um, Just always be nice. If someone like really pisses you off or if someone is not being nice or if a boss is not being nice, Try your hardest to bite your tongue. I know that it's hard, but trust me, I've been there. And you will have those Devil Wears Prada moments, whether you work in fashion or whether you don't. And all you have to do is just say, okay, and you can go home and you can cry about it and you can vent to your mom about it or your friends or cry in a Gap dressing room. Yes, I literally did that. But guess what? It's freaking okay because you're gonna get the work done and you're saving grace. You're saving face. Saving grace, saving face, whatever. So at the end of the day, you will get everything done and your reputation will be saved because you kind of, I mean, you'll learn this when you enter the real world or if you've already entered the real world, that hierarchies are true. Um, So you really just have to have immense respect or at least on the outside <laughs> looking in show immense respect okay you can talk shit to your coworkers, like who the fuck cares as long as you trust them but yeah reputation is everything and i honestly really really do agree with that especially if you want to keep on getting invited to stuff um even for me now i'm not i do have one fashion client but i'm not necessarily talking every single day with people within the fashion industry like I was at the New York Post because when I was there, I was requesting clothes for fashion shoots or for market story, online market stories. Every single day, I had a million and one emails to respond to. And it was in conversation with PR people, um, fashion PR people. And now I don't have that anymore. So the people who I had a great reputation with or the people who I really put in energy with um, and who I was super, super nice to, like who knows down the line if fashion week happens again maybe i'll be invited or if there's a certain event um overall just always put your best foot forward when you meet people and yeah i think i think that's a fabulous takeaway okay episode six this was the solo episode and i gave you five steps to pushing your career forward during a pandemic who would have thought i would have had to record an episode on that But I think one of the most important steps on there is to work on your personal branding, right? So right now, the only way for people to be connected to a brand is through social media, pretty much. Um, I mean, people really aren't, yes, people are shopping in real life, but the easiest or the most accessible way to interact with a brand or even a person is through social media. So I would really take this time to think about what industry you may want to enter or what type of lifestyle you want to portray on your social media. Get away from making your Instagram look like your Facebook page. I don't even use my Facebook page anymore, but like get away from making it look like your Snapchat. I personally prefer super curated Instagram feeds. And even now that I work in social media, um, I mean, people are looking at my Instagram all the time and I feel 
super, super good about, or super confident, honestly, about the content that I push out and that it's really fashion forward. Um, and it's not like I post that often. I probably post like, I feel like I post three days in a row and then like I don't post for a month <laughs> because I, I mean, it's funny because I hate being in front of the camera and you would have, you would never know that if you looked at my Instagram, but yeah, definitely pay attention to your Instagram more. And then the second most important takeaway from that episode, I'd say is to create a personal website. Um, it doesn't have to be anything majorly fancy. I am not a web designer in the slightest, and I just made mine on Wix. I think a, an easier platform is probably Squarespace. I think you have to pay for that though, because my Wix page is free, although I paid for my URL. Um, you know, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's gonna take you a few, a couple of weeks maybe. Pick your color palette, pick a, a headshot photo, or pick a photo that you like from your Instagram that you're wearing like a really chic outfit in write your bio, uh, include all of your internships and all of your jobs, write a little, I mean, basically just your resume, put that on there, just slap that right on there. And yeah, that's, that's it. I'd say for episode six. Okay. Episode seven. I love this episode. I invited G who is a fashion editor or fashion designer. And she was actually on the show making the cut on Amazon prime with Tim Gunn and Heidi Klum obsessed with that show. If you like fashion, just watch it. I honestly kind of want to watch it again. Um, and we went through her entire career journey and honestly, her, just her journey to self-love and gaining confidence and just faking it until you make it. And I think that's a really powerful piece of advice that you guys need to hear from someone who's not me. Um, because it's hard when you first go into a position, even not just a position when you're presenting a presentation, whether it's a club, whether it's for your bosses at a company, um, it can be anything. Just go in like you know what you're talking about, even if you're a little unsure, okay? Even now with my job, like Madison told us, like we are hired or people assign you things because they trust you. You wouldn't get assigned these things if they didn't. So obviously do your fucking best job, but also know that you did your best job. And even if you're unsure about something, just speak with the utmost confidence. Make sure your posture is fabulous and make sure that you are wearing a kick-ass shirt, okay? Put on a little mascara, get that makeup, no makeup look if you're giving a presentation or if you're meeting someone for the first time virtually. And you got this. Um, yeah. Oh, one more thing that G said that I freaking love that I'm trying to implement into my life more, but it's definitely a work in progress is the power of manifestation. Right now I'm on the manifestation slash tarot card slash zodiac sign side of TikTok. So I'm taking that as a sign from the universe that I need to get on this more. But G really spoke about the power of manifestation, how when she was 16 years old, she wrote in her notebook and she called it a bucket list, not just like goals. She literally called her life goals a bucket list. And she wrote all of them down, whether it was right on the back of a boy's motorcycle in Paris or like show at New York Fashion Week. And she literally, when she returned home for quarantine, she literally crossed almost everything off, which is so insane. And 
when she looks back, she was like, oh my God, her, she almost cr- like started crying because her 16 year old self would have been so proud of her. And that was honestly such a special moment for me to hear from her and such a special story. If you want to listen to that story specifically, just go on IGTV. I picked out that little tidbit in there and oh, we had great banter too. So that was a really fabulous episode. And I just, I love her designs and everything that she said. Oh, actually one more takeaway from her that I'm just thinking about right now on the tip of my tongue is, is to have your brand stand for something. If you decide to pursue a passion project or start a brand or do whatever, make sure you have a purpose and a mission. You know, why are you doing this? What's the intention behind it? Live intentionally and do everything with passion and purpose. And I thought that was a great, great piece of advice because even for me, for Girl Gaze, really my what my brand stands for is confidence and career building and just helping others and being real, being a source of authenticity in a digital world that lacks authenticity, honestly. Um, yeah, and just giving you guys inspirational and relatable and motivational content. I want you guys leaving every episode just feeling super motivated and positive. And yeah, so I guess that's what my brand mission is. So think about what yours is, even if it's a personal mission for whatever it may be what you're working on. Okay, episode eight, I had Rachel Wilkerson, who is a major editor, was a major editor at BuzzFeed, and then now she's an editor at Vice. And actually, I wrote down one takeaway, but I think the one that I want to say first is she really said, if you want to be a writer, write. If you want to be a photographer, take photos. Like, just fucking do it. You have absolutely nothing to lose. And I think I I literally put a quote down. If my phone was near here, I would say the quote. Okay, I got the quote. So Rachel said, figure out what you want to do and do it for yourself. Don't wait for anyone to give you permission. And that, in other words, permission is don't wait to get hired. Don't wait to like join a club or something to do what you want to do. Just make sure you do it for yourself. Um, it keeps you fresh. It keeps you curious. It keeps your mind working. And I, I mean, I say this in every single episode for myself, but I just love how she basically took the words out of my mouth and had, you know, put her spin on it. Bryce, no barking and recording an episode. No treat. I already gave you food. Bryce, stop. Oh, my dog is with me for the week, by the way. So that's why I have a dog barking. Come here. Bryce, hopefully she'll calm down. So guys, episode nine takeaway. I had Amanda Zuckerman on. She's a founder of Dormify. So inspiring. So amazing. Got Forbes 30 under 30. And really one major takeaway that she said was that the young team members on her team lead the way. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, perspective is power. Listen, that's why I got my job, right? I mean, I'm leading social strategy on four accounts right now. And that's fucking insane, okay? Like 23 year olds don't get to do that usually. And Amanda said that her marketing team, whoever is like leading the charge, they're ages 22 to 25. Perspective is power. We are Gen Z for a reason. Bryce, stop barking. I'm saying an amazing takeaway, okay? I used to always say, oh, I kind of want to say to people like I'm a millennial, 
instead of saying that I'm Gen Z, but honestly saying that you're a part of Gen Z gives you such an edge. It's awesome because we grew up, we're the older side of Gen Z, obviously, because my sister who's five years younger than me is also Gen Z, but obviously like we are in totally different spaces in our lives because she's a freshman in college and I'm over a year out of college. Um, but yeah, always remember that. So overall, these are my Tay's top takeaways from season two. So wild that I've completed season two and now I'm headed on to season three. And I'm just super pumped, guys. I feel like with every season, there's an improvement in some sort of way. And there's just so much amazing stuff on the way. I'm pumped. And yeah, I'm curious if any of you have listened to any previous episode and have additional takeaways, definitely DM me because I really wanna know. Anyway, before I head out, I'm going to give you guys my gaze goal of the week, which is to work on curating my work from home playlist. I really need to get this thing up to like 100 songs because the work day is long AF. Like, let's admit it, guys. Um, also, we'll probably add some podcasts into the mix because I can't be listening to the same exact songs every day, five days a week. So, yeah. And also just to like stay on top of my shit with my dog. Maybe take her on another walk to Central Park because she had a ball today. And oh, yes. And then later this week, I am getting more piercings. So I need to figure out how many ear piercings I want. I already have my cartilage pierced on my right ear. And then I think I want a second piercing and potentially a third on one ear. And then definitely a second piercing on both. I'm going to regroup with my Girl Gaze team and discuss when we think is the perfect time to launch season three, but it will be super, super soon. And I'm just so stoked for it, guys. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just excited. I hope that you guys have a great rest of your week. Kill it, okay? You guys are girl gazers. You're listening to this for a reason. And you got this. You got this. Whatever you have to do, a test, a project, a presentation, an Excel spreadsheet, you know, assistant administrative work, you got this. Believe in yourself and write that shit down. Say it out loud. <laughs> if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star written review if you like this episode and this season, and make sure to follow along at Girl Gaze Pod on Instagram. And if you would like to follow me as well, at Taylor Bradford on Instagram too. And I'll get some more reels up for you guys. Those have performed pretty damn well. So I'm excited to continue to do that and bring you along in my New York City life. Talk soon, girl gazers. Mm-hmm.